Hello, you are listening to Delta Dispatches. We're discussing Louisiana's coast, its people, wildlife, and jobs, and why restoring it matters. I'm Jacques Hebert with Environmental Defense Fund. And I'm Simone Laws with Restore the Mississippi River Delta. Um, Jacques, I'm, I might have to get you to start saying that too, just so I remind myself that. <laughs> I'm, I'm Jacques Hebert with, with Environmental Defense Fund and the Restore Mississippi River Delta Coalition. <laughs> yeah, it is not inaccurate. So I can definitely say that as a way to um, prompt you if needed. But no, yeah, you've gotten good me. at the intro. Yeah. And this is officially, it's officially 2022. It's officially you're, we're kicking off your first full year as campaign director of Restore the Mississippi River Delta. Um, there's a lot ahead. And, you know, this is just exciting. I like how you always. tried to make that sound positive. Like, whoo, girl, there's a lot to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a busy year. But um, it's always fun to have like our first episode of the year and think about that. You know, we certainly mm-hmm. had our last episode last year and looked back, but now we're looking forward to a lot of things happening this year. Yeah, definitely. We thought when we thought about the year ahead, it is certainly busy, but it's also really exciting. And so, um, we wanted to touch base with one of our avid listeners um, to check in because he too is going to have a very busy year. So I'm glad to be able to catch up with him. Yeah. Well, why don't you tell us who our special guest is that has the honor of being the first Delta Dispatches guest of 2022. Yes. So on the show today, we have Gregory Grandy. Gregory, or Greg, as we know him, um, has his undergraduate and his graduate degrees from LSU. Uh, we'll, we'll cover his um, his teams over at LSU in a little bit. <laughs> um, but of course, we've talked to him many times before in his role as Deputy Executive Director at CPRA. So welcome back to the show, Greg. It's great, great to be back and it's great to be back as your number one listener. It's yes. great to be back on yes. the first show of the year, especially. Yes, yes. Number one, number one. Do y'all have like an internal board over at CPRA? Can you post that somewhere? <laughs> yes. We, we um, do have a board. Can, yes. <laughs> can we text the Delta Dispatches CPRA fan club and let them know that, that you're number one now? <laughs> Please well, do. Please do. <laughs> Jacques and, and I have been all, talking. Let about, all listeners know that as well. Yes, yes. Um, Jacques and I talked about the start of our busy year, but how's your year going so far in week two? You doing okay? Uh, <laughs> do, doing good. And actually, last year was busy all the way up to almost Christmas Eve, uh, and we we had a little bit of a, a little a great holiday time to spend with family and friends. Um, you ate too much and and had a great time and, and was able to rest a little bit. But just uh, just this week, things have really kicked up into another gear. So we're we're excited about it and looking forward to uh, to 2022. A lot of things happening this year in in the coastal world. Yes, indeed. So let's let's just we Jacques and I ended our year with kind of a um a look back at the year and a little preview to the year ahead. So let's do the same with you. So let's talk about 2021 on the books for you. Um let's talk about what you're proud of over at CPRA. Sure. So proud of proud of a lot of things, proud of proud of the hard work that that the men and women at CPRA did. We we advanced 110 coastal projects, including 47 that went into construction with, with a total of value of about 5.4 billion dollars. Uh, so it's it's uh, a, a tremendous amount of work that was going on. Um, we we completed uh, 13 projects with a value of about 250 million 58 million dollars, and we improved more than 10 miles of protective le- levy. Uh, we, we saw how important and how effective the, the levy work was uh, last year during the hurricane season. 
a lot of rec use projects, and uh, we, we, we benefited a lot of, of acres out in our coastal wetland habitat uh, and, and employed uh, over 10 dredges, pumping, pumping millions of cubic yards of, of sediment. That's a lot of impressive numbers, Greg. And I mean, certainly given the, you know, circumstances, I mean, we all know that 2021 was not exactly always the easiest of years with an ongoing pandemic. And then, of course, with the impacts of Hurricane Ida. And despite all of these challenges, you all managed to get so much work done. Can you give us um, just a a sampling of some of the projects that were either completed or or reached kind of a major milestone towards construction in um, 2021? Sure, and and I'll I'll uh, one one of the biggest challenges during 2021 um, is is just kind of the outreach and engagement with the public. And while we we did have to go virtual uh, for a lot of those, I, I think there were we we were pretty effective in in reaching out to the public. But we we certainly there's nothing like like being in person at a project level uh, standpoint. Uh, we we completed the Trinity East Island restoration. That's part of the Terrebonne Basin Barrier Island restoration. The the project built over two and a half miles of shoreline and and 300 acres of beach dune and and marsh habitat on the historic Barrier Island. Uh, They completed the Quickbra funded Northwest Turtle Bay Marsh Creation Project just south of Lafitte. It it created and nourished over 790 acres of marsh in Jefferson Parish. We started the Spanish Pass increment of the the Barataria Basin Ridge and Marsh Restoration Project. At the time, uh, this was the largest project uh, from a marsh creation standpoint, from a from volume being dredged, uh, a little over, I believe it's uh, 11 million cubic yards of sediment. And the the construction folks are just rocking and rolling on this project. Um, we started construction on the Lake Bourne Marsh Creation Project over in St. Bernard Parish. This will be the largest project by acreage, almost 2,800 acres of marsh on the southern shoreline of Lake Bourne. Uh, it, it's an incredibly uh, important project. And a little bit further north and west of here, also along Lake Bourne, the Golden Triangle Marsh Creation Project. It'll create and nourish over 770 acres of marsh habitat uh, to reduce, reduce storm surge, increase, increase flood protection, and restore the, the estuary habit, habitat in both Orleans and St. Bernard Parish. And kind of last in that group is, is the uh, beginning of construction on the New Orleans Land Bridge Shoreline Stabilization Project near the confluence of Lake Pontchartrain and Lake St. Catherine. This will restore about 250 acres of marsh and provide about 12 miles of shoreline stabilization. So w- within that context, that was a lot of, of dredging projects. And we we go to meetings a lot and we hear from, from the public uh, wh- why don't you do some dredge projects? And uh, we're, we're doing a lot. We're doing more than we've ever done before uh, at CPRA. I know a lot of these tend to be remote projects, so folks don't see them. And if, if you don't see them uh, where you are, uh, it's hard to know that it's going on. But we, we definitely want to get the word out that we are dredging as much as we've ever dredged before. Geez, Greg, um, like that's cooking with grease, right? Like that's that's pretty great. Um, it also, you know, we 
that was a, a focus on some things in, in Southeast Louisiana, but you know, we do have things in Terrebonne and y'all just made some announcements and never forgetting about Southwest Louisiana and what they need there. I think one of the best things when I, I hear you talk about some of these project names, some of these projects have been around for a while. And, and so it's nice to really see them come full circle and get construction and, and to really go there. Right. And so we're really scratching off some of the items that we've had on our to-do list for a while. So that's that's really exciting to see. It, it's exciting to see and and just knowing uh, just knowing how uh, the the team that it takes to to get these projects together. Uh, it's it's a large team internally CPRA, a lot of times supported by consulting engineers or surveyors or geotech companies, cultural resources, archaeologists, permitting specialists, and then the contractors who are out working, you'll start back up with a survey and you're building containment and moving pipelines. So just to uh, to understand the, the village that it takes to build just one of these projects and to know that, that we've got, uh, these are going on all across our coast from Cameron all the way to, to you know, Plaquemines, St. Bernard Parish. Uh, it's, it's, it's an exciting thing to see these come to fruition. Yeah, fair point, well made. And and just to think about, to go to Jacques' earlier point about um, the hurricane, the pandemic, y'all, y'all are people too made up of, you know, uh, 150 or so folks that work for CPRA, but all the contractors, they too have been impacted by the pandemic. They too have been working from home. They, um, you know, they were maybe displaced, right? In some of your regional offices, I know what y'all did to help the Thibodeau Field Office and others, right? Y'all, y'all are spread out across the state. So definitely don't want to underestimate the human side of what makes this machine run. So, um, but just to kind to switch back to some of the projects um just to go back on that hurricane thing one more one more time before we look forward greg y'all saw y'all saw projects fare pretty well in the face of you know some some tough challenges right with certainly hurricane ida but that wasn't the only one this season so can you talk a little bit about the resilience of the projects that y'all did put on the ground and and from your perspective um how they fared yeah, absolutely. Uh, the particularly the these land building projects, uh, mar- marsh creation, ridge restoration, uh, barrier islands, uh, where where we're adding sediment to create these these critical landforms that uh, that are part of that multiple lines of defense. Uh, we the the uh, we we did see some impact along the Gulf shoreline, and we know that's the first line of defense. So in a lot of cases. Uh, some of those areas are taking taking the full brunt of the storm, the punch of the storm, and we we've seen photographs of areas uh, over over at Grand Isle and, and some areas in Caminata where there was some impacts. But as you got a little further further north, uh, we saw some areas, uh, particularly in Little Lake, where we had done marsh creation, um, CPRA had done marsh creation, and NRCS had done marsh creation along the rim of Little Lake, and where that restoration had taken place. Um, the, the marsh fared relatively well in areas where there weren't some restoration uh, in, in that area where it saw the, the probably the most significant wind and surge from the storm. There were some pretty significant damage and, and we're hopeful to be able to get out and do some repairs in some of those areas in, in along Little Lake that, that saw some significant damage. But we saw tangibly the difference between where restoration had occurred 
and where it hadn't occurred and, and the difference in performance in some of those areas. Uh, and it, it just makes us even more, more eager to get out and, and, and do work in some of these areas. Well, I think that's a great segue into our next topic, which is to kind of look ahead in terms of the ongoing work into 2022 and some of the big projects that will kick off um, or are ongoing towards uh, completion this year. So a little birdie told me that um, 2022 will be the year of the dredge. Um, so can you tell <laughs> us what like that the year, is? Is that like the year of the tiger, the year of the pig? It's, I like it. Yeah, yeah. Yes, that's what it, I've heard. It, uh, we, we do look at it as the year of the dredge. And one one of uh, I just want to note before I kind of talk about some some specific projects is this is something that we had noticed several years back as we were beginning the engineering and design that there was going to be a large amount of dredging that would be occurring uh, and not just CPRA dredging, but dredging by our partners. And this is on top of the maintenance dredging that the Corps of Engineers does and, and that private, in, private industry does. So uh, CPRA made a very purposeful attempt uh, and, and very mindful to go out and, and make sure that the dredging industry knew about this work that was coming up. And so we went to dredging conferences and met with dredging companies to make them aware of this, this, uh, this surge in work that was going to be happening in Louisiana. And we, we especially want to invite companies, dredging companies in Louisiana that had never uh, done restoration projects with CPRA. We wanted to know why they hadn't and were there some uh, barriers to them doing work and invite them to propose. And uh, the, the fruits of that labor, I think, is we saw more uh, more dredging companies bidding on projects and actually two companies that are Louisiana-based dredging companies that uh, had not done restoration projects before that are now under contract. They bid, they were the responsible low bidder and were under contract with a company from uh, from the, the uh, Lake Charles area, Mike Hooks, that does has done a lot of navigation dredging from the Corps and another another Louisiana-based company called Magnolia Dredging that's going to be doing the uh, the New Orleans Land Bridge project. And that that made us very proud that, that our efforts were, were fruitful. Uh, as we look forward to projects in, in that year of the dredge, uh, we're going to be continuing and, and completing the Spanish Pass project that I mentioned earlier in Plaquemines Parish. We're in construction and making really good progress over in Cameron Parish on the Cameron Meadows project. That's a QuickBra-funded project. The Bayou Decad project in Terrebonne Parish, that one will be finishing up this year. That's another QuickBra project. Uh, West Grand Terre, that's in Jefferson Parish, uh, just east of Grand Isle. Um, that's a project that involves both uh, some some shoreline protection along the bay and along the uh, Barataria Bay waterway where there's a lot of energy when the tide's coming in, in and out, but also dredging offshore uh, to, add, uh, to, to add sediment to rebuild the beach, dune, and, and marsh. Um, as part of the Terrebonne uh, Barrier Island restoration, we're working right now. Dredges, as we speak, are, are out at Timbalier Island in the West Bell Headland uh, working on those projects. Um, and then we have a couple other projects that are on the front end. So the dredge hasn't shown up yet, but they'll be showing up soon at the Golden Triangle and uh, Lake Bourne, the New Orleans Land Bridge, and the Kamenata Headland marsh creation uh, project, which is in Lafouche Parish. So a lot of advanced work before the dredge gets there to build containment and to move pipe around so that when the dredge comes, they can show up, they can they can plug in and start, start dredging and delivering sediment to the area. 
Greg, is it um, accurate? I think I read that will Lake Bourne be the largest marsh creation project ever completed by CPRA or is that another project? That, no, that, that'll be the largest one, uh, approximately 2,800 acres uh, in, in St. Bernard Parish, uh, just across, if, if you're familiar with uh, uh, the Shell Beach uh, uh, Marina, it's, it's just across from the Mr. Go from there uh, along that, that uh, southeastern shore of Lake Bourne. That's very exciting, yeah. Yeah, and it's the biggest one until they bust that record, right? And they'll probably yes. do that again very soon. I, 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 actually, I would love to break that one, yes. <laughs> I, I heard Greg and Ren once um, tell their staff about, I, I know it always seems like we're doing the biggest, the largest, the most acres. Um, but at this point, it's true, and, and it's a good thing. It's a good thing to kind of shatter those records doing that. So, um, But again, you pointed out that you're not, doing this alone, you have a lot of partners. There's a lot of other work happening that y'all have coordinated and certainly their projects are, um, you know, at, you know, at least some kind of way part of the master plan. Do you want to talk about some of those collaborations? Yeah, ab absolutely. So we, we don't, uh, we don't work in a, in a vacuum. And even though the master plan is sort of a guide, uh, that CPRA puts out, there are other folks who are doing work in the arena, other federal agencies, other parishes and levy districts that are doing great Parker, doing great, great work. So on on the dredging side, uh, the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service just completed uh, a, just a great project, uh, the North Breton Island Project. Uh, now, this is part of the, the chain of uh, the Breton National Wildlife Refuge that's in uh, this is in Plaquemines Parish. It's a project that was literally built for the birds. It was part of the mitigation uh, for the for injuries as a result of the Deepwater Horizon um, uh, oil spill. Uh, the core is dredging again as we speak down at South Pass. Uh, they're a little over 10 million cubic yards and 100% of that sediment is being used beneficially, which is tremendous. Uh, NOAA uh, has a large-scale marsh creation project in the Barataria Basin. Uh, this project's funded through uh, the, the Natural Resource Damage Assessment through the Louisiana TIG. Uh, that one's under contract, and we we uh, understand work has just initiated. We hope hope the dredge will be out there spring of this year. Our our friends at NRCS uh, they're working over in Cameron Parish, the South Grand Chenier Marsh Creation Project. That one's under contract. Again, we hope the dredge will be out there later this year. And then uh, from a parish standpoint. Uh, the bright shining parish at St. Bernard, uh, they're working on the Lake Leary Marsh Creation Project. That one, uh, CPRA is a, is a funding partner on that one, and uh, that project's under contract. Again, another, uh, I believe that's a Louisiana dredging company that's working on that, and that'll they'll be out uh, dredging later this year in, uh, in the Lake Leary area. This is phase three of Lake Leary Marsh Creation Project. So it's, again, it's a master plan vision for marsh creation in that Lake Leary area. Wow, that that is a lot of dirt being moved, Greg, um, and very exciting to see. And I think to your point about um, you know CPRA taking on some of its biz biggest projects ever, but then you know your collaborators and partner agencies and even parish governments taking on work themselves is really impressive to see as well. Um, and I imagine you know as we continue to recover from Hurricane Ida and, and hopefully, you know, don't even think about storms in the future, but this work is more important than ever. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and I'll also say, you know, we, we want to do it as, as, uh, as quickly as we can, but we, we also monitor these projects and, 
uh, try to do our best to learn lessons from them and then apply those to, to future projects. And, and kind of in that, in that vein, I, I want to salute the, the folks in, uh, at CPRA in our engineering department. They put together a guide on that has uh, marsh creation design guidelines. So we, we talk about exporting knowledge to other, other places in the, in the Gulf Coast and around the, the country and around the world. Uh, our, our folks are basically, you know, kind of writing the, writing the book on how to to design a marsh creation project and uh, those guidelines are available on our websites uh, but it it walks you through the whole process of of designing a marsh creation projects and i really uh want to want to give kudos to rudy simino and russ joffrion and and all the other folks at cpra who played a role in in putting putting those guidelines putting pen to paper and documenting uh the, the guidelines for marsh creation projects I love that. Who who better to do that um, than you know? It's like barrier islands. Y'all y'all do that so so well, and so why not share that information and and all the the things that you've learned? Um, also, too, can't pass an opportunity to talk about to talk about protecting the protection, right, Greg? <laughs> you know that that we need these things in front of our levee systems as part of that multiple lines of defense and. When storms like Ida come through and make us vulnerable, um, we have to make sure that um, we have that in mind, um, that while we do need levy protection, we have to make sure that we're securing what's in front of it as well um, as part of those multiple lines. Absolutely. So I want to, um, we're talking a lot about dredge and dredge, baby dredge. Um, what is Lori Cormier say? Rocks, rocket baby, <laughs> when she says. Um, so, um, but I do want to talk about the river because it wouldn't be Delta dispatches without that. And and we know that dredging is just, uh, it is a tool in the toolbox, but it's, it's not the only one. Um, and that we also need to reconnect to the river for that, that sustainable long term. So can we talk about some of the big milestones for diversions um, that you see coming up in 2022, where we want to reconnect the river to the wetlands to, to provide the fresh water, to provide that additional sediment on top of some of these dredging projects that we're doing? Absolutely. And, and I know uh, in, in 2021, y'all had a number of shows where you talked about the, the EIS process uh, for the Mid-Barataria sediment diversion and uh, the, how to comment on the draft EIS and where to see information on the draft EIS. The, the final environmental impact statement for Mid-Barataria will be coming out uh, the, the first half of this year. So uh, again, that's that's continues the process, and it, it's part of the process that uh, we, we had seen uh, for that. Uh, and then uh, another project that, that y'all have discussed a little bit, uh, the, the Morapaw Swamp uh, Diversion Project. Uh, we, we, we believe an EIS will be coming out uh, kind of springtime of this year uh, as part of the West Shore uh, uh, protection projects and, uh, and, and we'll look for, uh, uh, hopefully some good information on the Morapaw swamp diversion that'll be included, uh, in, in that, uh, EIS, uh, relative to mitigation for the West shore project. And, uh, while we, we talk about, uh, diversions, also a lot of, a lot of hard work will be going on, particularly that West shore project, uh, and, and other areas, Morganza to the Gulf, uh, and and uh, hopeful to see some some great progress and, and great strides making uh, going forth on both of those projects this year. 
So, Greg, you got anything else going on? <laughs> Besides I that? Mean, like, what do you do, you know? Well, I mean, it, it, as if as if y'all don't have a lot enough going on, but I know that there's more. So, one last opportunity to talk about any other big things that y'all have going on. Sure. So, I, I will say, uh, you know, we, we have our, our annual plan that's coming out. Uh, so, every year uh, we have to sub- submit our 2023 uh, annual plan and for funding to the legislature. So that process, uh, we, we've been working on that again, fourth quarter of last year, putting, putting our uh, numbers together for uh, budgets and estimates for, for projects for the next year. So at our, our uh, board meeting uh, next Wednesday, uh, we'll have the first presentation of that to our board. And then we're going to follow that out with, with public meetings, uh, our, our annual plan roadshow, uh, that, that'll be uh, taking place. So that's uh, kind of a uh, big ticket item. And, and I'll also say towards the back half of next year, uh, we are, we're working uh, very hard on the 2023 master plan. So the second half of next year, uh, that's going to be something that's going to be taking a lot of, of energy and a lot of work, a lot of outreach and efforts. So it's annual plan in the first half, master plan in the second half. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. FY 2023 trips me up almost every time. I get a little confused (laughs) because it is so ingrained in my head. Um, CMP or Master Plan 2023. It's also a little scary, Greg, um, about time flying and and, in terms of planning and and things like that. So, yeah, um, fiscal year 2023 annual plan um, will be talked about at the CPRA board meeting on January 19th. Y'all always have ways for folks to join virtually. Um, And then you'll also have those public meetings in Lake Charles, Thibodeau and in Jefferson and then a, a special virtual meeting on Thursday, the 27th. Um, so Jacques, Jacques, on the 27th, do you have your calendar, Mark? I have it. I will be joining virtually um, and look forward to hearing uh, the annual plan rolled out. So I unfortunately will not be able to make any of the other meetings, but um, but I certainly will make the one on the Because you're frozen in the tundra over there? Is that? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. I don't think they let planes off the ground in these conditions. So, I don't know, uh, buddy. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you take one down and find out? <laughs> yeah. I'll just, I'll say, um, you know, while we're recording this, I have a lovely view of the street in front of me, which it's snowing. It's about 15 degrees outside. And I saw a guy walk by in shorts. So I'm just going to put that out there that these local Minnesotans are a different breed. Um, But yes, it is officially winter here. So thank you for reminding me of that, Simone. Yeah, 68 degrees in sunny today. <laughs> like the most the most beautiful blue sky uh, you can imagine. So you, if you want to try the plane to see if you yeah, can come down, yeah. let me know. <laughs> that sounds good. Maybe I'll meet you in Lake Charles. How about yeah. that? Yeah. <laughs> fair, 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 fair. Well, Greg, thank you for your time today. I, I feel like there's like we need to let you get back. <laughs> You've got work to do. Um, so, but I, you know, I just want to take a second just to say thank you for always coming on the show. Thank you for listening, but mostly thank you for your incredible leadership. I can see how the staff responds to you. And, um, and, and I know that you're passionate about this work. So thank you for the everyday work that you do, um, that we get the chance to highlight on our show, um, and, and be lighthearted about it, but it is really serious work. And we're really, really appreciative for all that you do to keep the machine running over there. I, I appreciate it, and uh, I, you know, I it's it's the staff that that 
that, that makes it really fun to come over and work and that, that challenges me almost every single day. So as your most avid listener, I know <laughs> number you, one. this is fun number question one. time. So I have a fun <laughs> question for is. you all. It is. What, in, it's in Louisiana, what was the first big marsh creation project in the QuickBook program? <sighs> I'm not that old, Greg. I'd have to Google that. Um. <laughs> Simone, you go first. I'll let you do the honors. It probably starts with the lake. Um, her- Hermitage, born something. You're, you're close. I was gonna. I was gonna ask if I could just guess what parish it was in. It's uh, oh, come, get out of here, Saint Charles easy. Parish. Oh, oh what? What? Oh. St. Charles Parish, you probably see it when you drive to Baton Rouge every time the LaBranche <gasps> Art Creation <gasps> Project. Oh, um, interesting. Yeah. Designed and, and constructed by our good friends at the Corps of Engineers, and they did mm. a tremendous job. It was, again, a 20-year project, but this project was built in 1994, and it's still <laughs> rocking and rolling out there. So, wow. That's um, awesome. Yes. That's yeah. an so, awesome look, nugget. So, Later this year, I believe NRCS is going to be going to bid on another phase of marsh creation at LaBranche. So if you're driving by and you see some some construction going over there, you can just give out a little little shout of joy That's and awesome. know that uh, know that they're building some marsh out in that area. I like Look it. I like it. A little bit of coastal history, Simone. That's like we our, learned yeah, something. Greg. That's yeah. great. Now Greg has entered coastal history in addition to coastal stat and coastal <laughs> voice. <laughs> yeah. That just means um, I'm old. So. <laughs> I do have a fun question, Jacques. Did you have one? I do. I do. But I'll let you go first. So okay. see, th- this is what happens, Greg. You ask us a fun question, yeah, and then we yeah. each ask you. You stop. get two fun questions. In yeah, response, mine's so. mine's totally silly too. By the way, okay. um, there isn't. There's quite a, a discussion about this, Greg, and so we need to know where you land on this. Um, do you leave your knife in the king cake? Ooh, there's only one answer to this. Yes, I do leave my knife. Yes, in the king cake. yes, of course you do. I think the um, so, CDC recommends you leave your knife. <laughs> I told Jacques this. I said, we had to replace four knives in the Malaw's household. Um, <laughs> and there's like only really one place where those knives went. <laughs> four knives to like our silverware set. Um, so yeah, definitely knife in. Jacques, you agree, right? Knife in, um, yeah. you know, as long as you're not one of those people that kind of leaves a baby half out of the piece, taking a half out of the piece. <laughs> you know, like that, that's kind of a Your cardinal shit. sin, but um, yeah, knife, you, knife in the box. Did you see the etiquette about the, like somebody took this time to write like office etiquette? Greg, do y'all do king cakes over there? In, in- uh, we, we do have, we actually had one on, we had one on January 5th, which to me is a cardinal yeah, sin. You can't start till King's Day. <laughs> oh, that's right. On, it was the, the 6th. <laughs> um, so I, I did not partake in that one. But good, we have good, good call. Good call. Oh, yeah, that is that is bad juju right there. That's so don't want to do that. Well, my so Simone and I are obviously on the same page because my question is very king cake related. And that is, you know, I've been just fixating on king cakes, um, you know, and of course, oh there's God, this. I need to send you one. Yes, this is I'm, yeah, uh, well, making a note yeah, to myself. OK, yes. yeah. OK. Or maybe mm-hmm. when I come down to the to the annual plan meeting, I can pick some <laughs> up and bring them back. There we go. Um but, you know, there's been uh, a Randazzo's king cake family tree that's been circulating on social media about the history of the Randazzo family and which 
branch went where and did what bakery. So just curious, uh, Greg, if you have a favorite bakery that's your go-to mm. for king cakes or Ooh. favorite king cake. It's got to be Ambrosia, uh, and, huh? Do they do king cakes? Ambrosia does a lot of different king cakes in, in Baton Rouge, but I do like a, a, a Randazzo uh, king mm-hmm. cake as well. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I, uh, I'm not, I, I do like the cream, anything with cream cheese in it to me is, mm. uh, is something that I like. Like the filled. Yeah. How about you, Simone? What's your favorite? I, th- I think I know, but. Yeah. So I'm, a, I'm, I, I got to split the baby on this one. I am a diehard Cajun book. Con house in the oh, room. Yeah. Shout out. Um, you know, my, my birthdays are in King Cake season, and that is the only cake I have ever, ever wanted. Um, so Cajun Pecan House, amazing. Um, and then and then I'm a I'm a diehard Haydells here here in, in okay. the Metri. Um, yeah, I like them. I like them. Okay. Well, I think you know what my favorite is, obviously, because I just mentioned it. But um, <laughs> you know, I grew up I'm, with Randazzo. You're going Manny's, right? Randaz, you're going Manny? No, you know, no. we were we were a good children branch mm-hmm. of the family, mm-hmm. you know, the good children bakery, and they had great, you know. Uh, baked goods yeah. even outside of king cake season but um yeah we were we were more of the lawrence randazzo mm. and children uh side of the family you know i'll eat a manny randazzo's king cake but, <laughs> i mean i'm not uh, kicking it out or anything yeah, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then of course you know i gotta love i love dong fong too I mean, oh yeah yeah a good piece call. of that just so delicious so well yeah, great now i'm hungry <laughs> now I'm hungry. Yes. Uh, and Greg, well, again, I echo Simone that we are so grateful to have you on as our first guest of 2022 for Delta Dispatches. Yay. And you're, we'll have to have you back on later in the year to check in on all the amazing progress that you all continue to do over there at CPRA. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. And have a great day. Yeah, same to you. Jacques, um, how about I cover the stat? You want to do the voice and then we'll close it Sounds good. So the coastal stat of the week is since its creation in 2007, CPRA and its partners have dredged and pumped more than 164 million cubic yards of sediment to benefit over 51,000 acres of coastal habitat, created 72 miles of coastal barrier islands and berms, and improved over 350 miles of levee. Those are, yeah, that's an updated stat. Those are some new and impressive numbers there. And Simone, I was going to ask you, uh, how many Superdomes like, don't ask me would... To re- re- I was going to say, don't yeah. ask me to recall that. I don't know. Oh, no. I was gonna, 164 million cubic yards of sediment would fill approximately how many Superdomes? Okay, to quote Bren Haas, one million. Um, <laughs> somebody asked him that once and he said a million. And we're like, Bren, yeah. you just made that up, didn't you? Um, I don't know. Do you know that? Did you do the I calculations? Don't. Did you I ask did Alicia? Not. Okay. <laughs> We're gonna have to, we'll get our scientists on that for next one. Yeah, call um, Alicia. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, with that, I will do the Coastal Voice of the Week. And the Coastal Voice comes from a familiar voice, a, a, a frequent guest, <gasps> former guest. Ooh, um, not, not an avid up, listener. <laughs> not to set up some competition, but it was a great quote. So um, this year, we completed 13 projects, all of which proved resilient in the face of devastating hurricanes and tropical storms and served as a tribute to CPRA's planning, engineering, design, and construction methods, said CPRA Chairman Chip Klein. Mm. We continue to implement even bigger coastal master plan projects and are pursuing policies that frame our effort within the context of world climate challenges. You launching that grenade and Greg Randy probably still on this this phone line right now. (laughs) We gotta gotta just like cover all our bases there, you know? So um, yeah, well... 
there are some events coming up um, in addition to the annual plan meetings, we'll, which we'll remind you of. Um, so the first one is Monday, the 24th in Lake Charles, Tuesday, the 25th in Thibodeau, Wednesday, the 26th at, in Elmwood um, at the Jefferson Parish Council Chambers, and then a virtual option on the 27th. And also you can get your swamp glamour shot taken, help us plant over 500 native trees, and maybe learn something new at our next crush event. Join us on January 21st to 22nd at the Central Wetlands Unit, and that's our friends at CRCL. Um, you have to, you can register for a morning or an afternoon shift on crcl.org. Yep. Um, have you ever had a swamp glamour shot, Simone? Mm, I think my last glamour shot was not very good, so that might have been a swamp glamour shot. <laughs> I feel like I've seen I've seen some glamour shots of you in the swamp, so there we go. We'll have to share that at some point, too. Well, a great way to kick off this year, as we mentioned, there's no shortage of um, exciting work ahead. So we'll keep bringing you the great coastal stories and coastal experts on Delta Dispatches. Thank you for listening, and until next time, we will see you all later, alligators.